And welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse chums meet up, have a drink, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I am Mike, and I'm drinking a Tiny Rebel Space Cake, which is a non-alcoholic oatmeal mocha stout. Um, quite, quite, quite tasty in a sort of non-alcoholic-y and really wish I had a big old beery in front of me sort of way. And joining me this evening, we have... I'm Anna, and I'm drinking a um, lovely, warm, hot Earl Grey tea. Very cultured. Ah, yeah, that is good. Not a San Miguel. No, no, not this time. Uh, hi, I'm Alid, and I'm drinking a orange and pineapple squash. Adventurous. We're three for three on the non-alcoholics so far. Dom, bring it in. Will do. Um, I am Dom. Um, and I am drinking a uh, Scotch Scottish coffee. Um, so it is. It's a it's a coffee with Scotch in it, but it's also Scottish coffee. It's from the the Pure Roasters Coffee Company, uh, and it's called a Heavy Goff, which basically means nice black black brew. Hmm. Is that like- very fitting for St Patrick's Day? Well, I figured this isn't going out on St. Patrick's Day, but I've got some Guinness okay. in the fridge for the occasion. Is it St. Patrick's Day soon? Today. Today. Today? Oh, yes. oh golly. That's really sl- uh, snuck by us this year. You've now just me. lost 50% of your, of your Irish <laughs> listeners. Oh, <laughs> Both of them. Oh, no. Oh, no I know, what, we edited that bit out. It was never St. Patrick's Day today. Today is St. Fagans Day. Who? Ah. I don't know. That well-known day that I know about. Yes. Who's he? I do know that it's Submarine Day. But I don't know what that means. Maybe it's the sandwich? Every day is a national in something day, isn't it? Yeah, but submarines? Who decides that stuff? I I feel there should be a central body who decides these days, because I do get the feeling it's like, today is national beef-flavoured cheesy what's-it day. You're like, (laughs) I don't remember signing up to that. That's not on my calendar. I bet you there is a website with what every day is. And also, I think think when it comes to things like St. Patrick's, there is an organised body that decides that. It's called the catholics uh, okay. you know yeah, what i i forget that the saint patrick is um, a saint um, <laughs> it's a beer holiday what's what's the church got to do with it exactly yeah i think years of working in a pub i was just like ah oh, saint patrick's day yeah the worst night to work ever <laughs> so what is the infinite escape room well it is an escape room and it's infinite and it's also a room that leads what the fuck was i writing here have i just gone through and deleted bits of my script is it's it redacted? Do it live. <laughs> okay. Well, Did you pass out and then wake up and it was in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> the gun and blood. Um, <laughs> but what I've written is, it's an escape room. It's infinite. Ever room leads in the, 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 the next. And it happens in your ear holes. Oh, I guess that's... <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, we'll, let's get a, let's yeah, let's get a, let's get a better performance of that. Yeah, we want a straight read of it. Okay, that's it. We'll, we'll keep that. Uh, one of us will present a part of the infinite escape room, and today it is me, while the others try and solve it. And if we don't escape within the allotted time, then we'll lose, and rubbish stuff will happen to us. Oh, yes, and before we kick off, we'd like to thank our fabulous patrons who support the podcast and keep the episodes online. If you would like to join their ranks for as little as a pound a month, you can do so at patreon.com slash the infinite escape room. Uh, check out the link in the episode description below. And particular thanks today to Hill and Colin and um, oh, God Goodness, it does sound a little bit like a just for just a pound a month. 
You can feed. <laughs> yeah, I should be doing my Bono impression, shouldn't I? Ooh. No, just one not on St. Patrick's month. Day. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's We've really, done enough. Really good recipe to uh, get my legs broke. Uh, oh, yeah, what's our deposit today? We need a deposit. Michael's knees. Yeah, you don't need them. Oh, you don't want them. They're rubbish. <laughs> they're absolutely rubbish. <laughs> Already broken. Yeah, they're terrible. You don't, you don't want my, my horrid... I mean, to start with, aesthetically, they're absolutely hideous. They look like, um, you know, uh, when you get cheap fried chicken and it's got like the knobbly bit of bone sticking out the bottom, but with still like bits of like chicken hair and fried crustiness on it. They look like that, but they have all the structural integrity of um, like uh, partially cooked dry spaghetti, just kind of like crumbly, but also a little bit juicy. It's, oh, they're terrible. They're terrible knees. Yeah, I mean, it sounds sound, delicious. I was going to say, yeah, it sounds very tasty. Yeah. <laughs> Like like chicken pasta, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> mm, fried chicken pasta. What gravy flavour is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, if we break anything, then I guess mine. I don't know why my knees are, are at stake in this, but <laughs> fine. <laughs> somebody has to have my knees. Somebody, somebody else gets them. <laughs> I'll have theirs. I don't know if they'd suit me. Older <laughs> <laughs> swap skills are required. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ready, folks? Aye, aye, Captain. Yes. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time, following a bit of light arson and the unsatisfactory conclusion to a book, you hunt down the author, M. Stab, in order to taxidermy him and work out your frustrations. And yes, this was how the last episode ended. Opposite the burning mansion, you espy him exiting the gatehouse. Aha, your chance. Cracking your knuckles, you move towards him when a butler steps out of the gatehouse behind him and slits the author's throat with a razor blade. Oh dear, another hackneyed trope. The butler did it. As you chew on this bitter pill, another butler emerges from the gatehouse, blowing away the first one with a blunderbuss. Another steps out a moment later, chainsawing the head off the second butler. This continues for several minutes, by the end of which is a pile of butlers 30 feet high, eclipsing the moon. A series of ambulances arrive at the scene, sirens blaring, and in the confusion, you too are bundled into the back of an ambulance which screeches away at high speed. As you rattle and bounce around with the gurney, you pull yourselves forward to remonstrate with the reckless driver. Putting forward into the cabin, you can see that the vehicle is being piloted by a Jack Russell Terrier in green scrubs. He gives you a momentary professional nod, his tongue lolling, before turning his attention back to the road. You follow his gaze and see that you are pulling up to the barking lot of St. Bernard's Hospital. <laughs> you appear to have reached your destination. The rear doors of the ambulance are yanked open and a set of Dobermans, clumsily pushing wheelchairs, bark at you until you sit down within them. Ensconced, you wheel at a rapid pace, front legs, personal handlebars and rear legs twitching away like mad, pushing you through the double doors at the front of the hospital, through the lobby, past a dozen different dog breeds, each with their own adorable little items of clothing and little plaster casts and whatnot, and into an examination room. The Dobermans bark at you once more, take a quick pee down the sides of your wheelchairs, and then trot back the way they came, leaving you alone, and the door locking behind you with a decisive click. What would you like to do? I made a lot of notes about butlers there that just don't seem that relevant. <laughs> life lessons, life lessons. Take it forward. Um, so wait, so we're in a, we're in a, uh, an, is this an examination room, an operating room? An examination room. In a dog hospital? Yeah. Okay, cool. And we're locked in, um, presumably. Indeed. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, right. 
What's what's um, what does the room look like? What, so what's going on? it's a, a clean white room. Um, in the centre of the room are three examination beds. At the back of the room is a desk. There's a wire glass door opposite where you came in. And to your right is a small metal panel locked to the wall. Uh, three examination desks, small white panel. Beds. Uh, did I say desk? Small white panel. You're three just beds, making things up. He didn't say any of these things. <laughs> so we've got three beds. We've got a desk and we've got a, a wire door across the room from us. And we've got a metal panel next to us on the wall. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Uh, can we have a look at the panel? Sure. It's uh, just a metal panel, fixed the wall, and appears to be locked with a rotary dial number lock. Okay. Um, Can we look at the desk? Sure thing. Uh, So you trot across the desk. The desk is a rather posh-looking polished walnut uh, jobby with a small computer screen on top. Behind the desk, sitting primly on the chair, is a collie dog with a stethoscope around its neck, wire-rimmed spectacles, and a name tag on a collar that reads Dog to Biscuits. He sizes you up professionally, licks his nuts thoughtfully, and then wafts to himself quietly. With a big doggy sigh, he opens up a drawer with his snout, rummages around, and then emerges with three clipboards between his teeth, which he places before you. He then noses a fountain pen from his desk towards you, farts, and then returns to staring at the PC monitor, which appears to be showing the PGA. His eyes follow the ball greedily with every strike. What is a PGA? Professional golf arrangement. That's the one. Professional golf arrangement. Nice. <clears throat> so three clipboards. I presume they're associated with the three desks, not beds, or three beds. Um, okay. Uh, can we have a look at the, the PGA? What's it doing? Uh, yeah, uh, a, a white middle-aged dude is, is hitting a ball on a field. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. I thought um, PGA was wearing zany trousers. Sorry, is he wearing lady trousers? Zany trousers. Oh, no, no, oh. no. Beige. Um, can I have a look at whichever clipboard is nearest to me? Sure thing. Uh, so, Dom, you see uh, clipboard one is the nearest to you. Um, the, each clipboard is actually labelled one to three, but they're all actually identical. Um, they appear to have a single sheet of paper on them, headed with the title Junior Doctor Training Activity, followed by a blank form where a person could record a diagnosis. Can I have a look at um, another puzzler? Do they seem to have something wrong with them? Um, you can take a look, and other than the usual, there doesn't appear to be anything wrong with either Alad or Dom. We're not covered in butler blood. <laughs> <laughs> nothing obvious, anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, we are in a hospital with dogs, so there's yeah. something not quite right there. Um, I mean, Alad has a potentially fractured wrist from a VR injury. Um, wrist, wrist, sorry, from a VR injury. Yeah. What kind of VR? <laughs> Alan, okay. do you want to tell the story? <laughs> no, I think it's better as a mystery. <laughs> yeah, I swear it's a mystery. Strained wrist VR. That's, I think we've all the details we need. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Um, did you say there's only one fountain pen between the three of us? Uh, yeah. Okay, I snatch up the fountain pen. You uh, are the king of the pen now. Nice. Um, is there somewhere for me to put my name at the top of the... What, uh, let's, let's have a better look at this form. Okay, so... So uh, yeah, the form on the clipboard are labelled one to three. So yeah, sorry, uh, clipboard one has form one. Clipboard three has form three on it. They are what otherwise completely identical. Two? Uh, two has number two on it. Oh, so they, do they all have the same form, or do they have different forms? They all have the same form. Okay, and what does the form have on it again? Uh, it's uh, titled Junior Dog Tour Training Activity, and there's a 
blank space where a person could record a diagnosis. Diagnosis. Um, can we see anything through the the um, the wire wire glass window of the door? Uh, sure thing. You take a peep, and it looks like there might be a surgery behind the door. Oh. Okay. Behind the door. I'm going to make right. an assumption that that door is locked. That door is indeed locked. It appears to have been locked with a key. So, so in the room with us, we have the beds, we've got the panel, um, and then we've got these clipboards. Um, is there anything else? Uh, I think Dr. Biscuits at his desk. And Dr. Yeah. Biscuits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you guys have accurately described everything. In which case, it's time to look at the bag. Yeah, time to look at the beds. Then you go across to look at the beds. They are at their heads, numbered one to three, um, and each bed has a small plastic human dummy on it. Each of which appears to have had something written on it in the belly. Why are dogs uh. playing with humans? <laughs> oh my days! Okay, so the humans on the tables um, are they all in one piece? Not the, the beds, the beds, the desks. Okay, right. Humans, the, the humans on the beds, um, do they all look the same or have they got different bits missing? Uh, they all butler look, uniforms. Uh, they all just look uh, like little plastic dummies, basically just um, just torsos and heads, mm-hmm. but with, uh, with writing on them, kind of on the chest. Okay, can I have a look at the writing on the chest of the one on bed one? Sure thing. Um, it reads, Patients tripped over their dog who was running around off the lead and fell face first onto the floor. It now hurts whenever they are biting food. Okay. And the writing on number two? No, yes, number two. Uh, Number two reads, Patient was walking their dog, a spaniel, when its lead snapped, causing him to fall backwards into the road. He was hit by a car. He can't feel anything from the waist down. Wait, Sorry, these dummies are just heads and torsos, you said, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, I suppose, yeah, he wouldn't be able to. If he <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm wondering what he's... He'd be a phantom feeling at best. I didn't think that one through. And uh, what's the writing on number three? Patient appears unresponsive and has a history of minor cardiac interruptions, was brought in by their loyal dog, Boris the Mastiff. Okay, so I guess we've got three forms and three people to... To diagnose, should, should we should we start with form one and and person one who fell on their yeah. face? So this is patient that tripped on their dog and it hurts when they eat. Yep, patients tripped yeah. over their dog who was running around off the lead, and fell face first onto the floor. It now hurts whenever they are biting food. Should we examine their? Can I examine their jaw? Uh, sure. Yeah, you can. You can. You can open their jaw up. Does anything seem amiss? Their jaw appears to be fine. Because it's a dummy. Their teeth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looking at the teeth, you can see that the uh, third from the right centre tooth appears to be a a little bit wobbly along the top. Sorry, top row, third from the right centre. There's a dentist way of describing this, which has uh, escaped me. Third from the right centre. Third from the right. That's a canine, isn't it? Oh. No. Uh, Wait, hold on. I'm going to count one. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah, don't know. Right. I didn't see that coming. Oh, of course! Oh, right, okay. <laughs> just got it. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, so K- damaged canine tooth. Damaged canine tooth. So, should we write that on the on the form for number one? Let's 
let's let's do that. Cool. I've got the fountain pen, so I do it in my awful handwriting. And as I used to when I used to write with a fountain pen, I smudge half of it as I go. Good job. Proper doctor fashion. Yes. Mm. Um, and then number two, can't feel his legs. What's the dog pun about that then? <laughs> Patient was walking their dog, a spaniel, when its lead snapped, causing him to fall backwards into the road. He was hit by a car. He now can't feel anything from the waist down. Can I examine him from the waist down? Uh, yeah, there's like, I guess, the torso-y bulge where some junk might be and then no legs. But I think that's more a, fa- more a feature of the dummy that I described earlier than, a, mm. than directly relating to this. I mean, if it's a spinal injury, you're not supposed to move him, right? But how are we going to look at the spine unless we flip him on his face? Well, he is a dummy, so I think he might survive. I don't think we'll pass junior oh, of doctor course, doctor school. whatever if we're uh, treating just like, well, everyone's a dummy, really, so well, I mean, cares if, if they survive. If, if one of us covers the uh, the doctor's eyes, he'll never see. He'll never know. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll try and distract um, try and distract uh, Dr. Biscuits. Okay, I'll flip the dummy over. You give Dr. Biscuits a good old scritch behind the ears um, and his leg starts going. Um, while Anna irresponsibly flips the um, the the dummy over, uh, you can see that there is actually a break um, halfway down the dummy's back. Break. Broken spine. I'm going to flip it over again discreetly um, before the dog notices. Oh. Are you flipping the dog? Back? He didn't go to dog to school to be called the dog. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sorry. dog to biscuits. Dog Love to Mr. Biscuits. biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> break halfway down spine. Oh, um, is that a particular vertebra? Is it a spinal injury? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> oh, because he was walking his dog who's a spinal. Spaniel. Yeah. <laughs> spinal injury. Broken spinal. No, broken spinal inj- injury. Yeah, yeah. So you've got canine spinal. And then the third <laughs> body is got a history. I really hope these were all unintended. <laughs> I don't think I've gotten that one. Uh, okay. So number three's got a history of minor cardiac interruptions. Uh, yes, patient appears unresponsive and has a history of minor cardiac interruptions. Was brought in by their loyal dog, Boris the Mastiff, who caused it. Can I check his pulse? Uh, he hasn't got one. Can I check the pulse of the other two that are supposedly alive? They, they don't have one either. They're, they're all plastic oh, dummies. Hmm. Can, we open, if, if can we open up the chest of the of this dummy or not? This isn't the surgery. <laughs> I'm afraid you can't. Can we um, can we hit it on the chest and see what happens? I think it's hit it on the floor, on the bed. Can uh, you... I distract um, Doctor Biscuits? <laughs> this time? Anna goes to fuss Doctor Biscuits. Um... Scratch him under the chin. I already did his ears. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Um, Dr. Biscuits is indeed a good doctor. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yes, while, he is. While Alad assaults the patient, um, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Okay. Um, so Boris the Mastiff, patient unresponsive, did... Bo- I mean, this is clearly a homicide. Um, caused it. Caused it. He sat on him. Boris... Does the chest seem uh, intact or is it crushed at all? Uh, it appears intact apart from possibly a small dent where Alice just smashed it, <laughs> presumably with his good hand. Yes. Is it Mastiff Arteries in the heart? Is it? No, that doesn't work. He's stiff. Uh, he's stiff because he's dead. He suffered from a mas- Mastiff Heart Attack. <gasps> oh! <Yes. laughs> 
I think we're reaching. Do you want, do you want to write that down? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do now. I mean, I, no, not really, but yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> That's stiff heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you have written down? Broken canine. Damaged canine, spaniel injury. Spaniel injury <laughs> and a mastiff heart attack. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll okay, get... so shall I put the clipboards on all the beds and see what Dr. Biscuit, Dog to Biscuits thinks of that? Or do we need to give them back to him and go, voila, dog oh, to yeah, all. maybe. I'm not sure. I'm very intimidated by him. He's a, <laughs> he's a giant in his field. <laughs> Is that because he's a collie? He's, he's a giant in the dog park, yeah. Yeah, so broken canines, number one, spaniel injury. injuries, number two, and massive heart attacks, number three. Okay, so you present the clipboards to Dr. Biscuits, who waffles and snuffles and looks over them, then grabs a, a little red pen from his desk and ticks number three. Massive heart attack, he ticks the clipboard marked number three. Nice. He then... Um, looks to uh, clipboard number one and crosses out the word broken. He then looks to clipboard number two and crosses out the word injury. Okay. <laughs> Can we... Spaniel damage? And loose canine? To... Oh, it could be... Yeah. Wait, so... It... Of course. Loose canine because oh, it was a the loose dog, dog got away. Yep. Loose. He was running loose. And the other one, the uh, the... The uh, the lead broke. Sorry, did the lead break or, or snap? Patient or two. Patient was walking their dog, a spaniel, when its lead snapped, causing him to fall backwards into the road. Snapped a spine. Snapped spaniel. <laughs> hmm. Mm. I mean, it has got a break in it. It has snapped. His spine has snapped. Spaniel yeah, snappage. Spine. Spaniel. Spaniel snappage. I, <laughs> I just said that twice. Well, we've got loose canine. Let's try loose canine then. Yeah. You write, uh, you put loose canine above the previously crossed out word and Dr. Biscuits gives you a little waffle and then ticks it with his red pen between his oh, teeth. Hey. Which nice. is one. Oh. I'll repeat the description for a patient too if you'd like. Yes, please. Patient was walking their dog, a spaniel, when its lead snapped, causing him to fall backwards into the road. He was hit by a car. He can't feel anything from the waist down. Oh, I've got a spaniel tap in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Shout if you want a clue. I think somebody mentioned the words, but out of order earlier. Uh, yes. Could could you tell us which words they were and, and which order <laughs> should have been? <laughs> so, snap, spaniel, snapped, snapped, spine. See, that doesn't have the spaniel in it anymore. I, I, think, I think maybe... Oh, no. Spaniel was still okay. So, it just crossed out injury. Yeah. Spaniel break... Uh, snapped. Snapped. Should we try that? Yeah. The dog hands the clipboard back to you. I'll draw your attention to patient was walking their dog, a spaniel, when its lead snapped. Oh, uh, snapped lead. Uh, spa spaniel. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't know. Maybe maybe we were on the wrong thing with it being a... Hold on. Walking. Oh, can't walk. Um, can't feel anything from no, the waist down. Paraplegic. No more walkies. <laughs> no more walkies for him. <laughs> Sad spaniel. <laughs> um, what might I'm sorry, sir. You'll never walkies again. Can't feel anything from the waist down. No, oh, no, because it was so. We, we keep being drawn attention to the fact that it's a spaniel whose lead snapped, snapped. But I don't see how lead snapped helps us with a spaniel pun. Because it I means that the wrong. well, it means the sp the spaniels escaped or like run away or broken. Lead? No, we've been there and that. Uh, 
What, what else would a lead be? A clue. <laughs> uh, a lead could be... What could... Um, belt, a, a strap, um, strap, a leash. A leash. Um, um, a rope. A cord. Oh, the <gasps> spinal cord. Broke. Spaniel cord. Spaniel Broken cord. cord. Yeah. You write broken spaniel cord and Dr. Biscuits gives a good old satisfied bark with your excellent performance and Hooray. gives you a tick. Excellent diagnosis. <laughs> I'm so sorry. These oh, are terrible. Dear. These are absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I glad that we got canine. Otherwise, we'd be nowhere near this yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. I'm definitely not passing with a distinction <laughs> with that. I'm so impressed you got a mastiff heart attack. I thought that was the hard one. Um Okay, so <clears throat> so he waffles at you in a satisfied manner and then noses around in his desk and produces a key. He walks over to the surgery door at the rear of the room and deftly, key in mouth, turns the lock and opens the door. He trots through. Would you like to follow him? Yes. Mm. Yes. You trot through and inside you find a fully kitted out surgery with a diagram on the wall of the bones in the human body. And in the middle of the room on a large operating table is a familiar figure. Goodness me, it's Rolf Harris. Former lovable host of Animal Hospital and now convicted indecent assaulterer. Dr. Biscuits uh, trots across to the other side of the room and then disappears behind a bench of tools, reappearing a moment later with a surgical mask on. What would you like to do? Well, I'd like to guess what it is now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that took me a second. Yeah, I would have been. Um... I guess, what what tools do we have? Uh, so the tools are on a uh, on the bench and are sitting within a little plastic bag labelled Bone Removal Kit. Uh, there's all the saws, clamps, anaesthesia, all the sorts of bits and pieces you need to remove bones. We're removing his funny bone. <laughs> uh, Humorous. Oh, funny. wow. <laughs> Can we, his... we look at the poster on the wall uh, and see what bones are listed on there. You absolutely can. Let me just drop that into the chat for you. Ooh. Um, and if somebody could describe it for the benefit of the listeners, that would be lovely jubbly. Okay. It says human skeleton. We have got, he's a, a cheerful chap. The size of the head implies it's a child. He's waving at me. Yeah, we've got skull, uh, mandible, clavicle, sternum, humerus, spine, uh, radius, ulna, patella, tibia, fibula, metatarsals, pelvic, satrum, coccyx, pubis, femur, and phalanges, all labelled uh, with um, helpful lines telling us where they are so you don't confuse your, your satrum from your coccyx. You have 10 minutes remaining. Oh my goodness. Good, good. I feel like we're <laughs> under halfway. Soon it'll be over. <laughs> um. So, do, oh, how do we know what we're looking for? What are we trying to remove from Rolf? If we have a look at him, we can work it out, surely, because we haven't really looked at him yet. Cool, let's have a look at Rolf. Is he conscious? Well, funnily enough, you take a look at Rolf, and he's not really conscious. He's in great pain, a little bit delirious. His body appears to be all lumpy and distended under his skin. In his delirium, he keeps raving, the Home Secretary has to be joking, over and over and over. <laughs> In this potentially related to the recent deportation order? Who knows? <laughs> I have no Anything's possible. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <clears throat> Whereabouts? Is he bumpy all over? I don't want to touch him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody else can do it. 
Uh, like, is, are the lumps visibly focused in one area of his body, or is he just lumpy all just over? Just generally lumpy. What's his head look like? Is that lumpy? Um, no. What about his no, pubis? That, that, what about definitely his... recognise it as Rolf Harris. What about his pubis and his coccyx? I'm pretty sure we could take them out. <laughs> yeah, let's get rid of those. Let's put those in the bin. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, no, the, let's not. You're so uh, in the no, fine, bone okay. removal. Okay, then. yeah. You, you've got a bone removal. I gave you a bone removal kiss. I might as well let you remove some bones. Yep, sure. You remove his coccyx and his pubis. Um, nice. And Dana puts them in the bin. <laughs> well, well, at least we know where they are. And uh, what does what does Doc what does Doctor Biscuits have to say about that? Uh, Doctor Biscuits is observing. Okay. Oh dear. Okay. So we we know that he said the word joking. So let's take his humorous. <gasps> Very clever. Open up his arm just above the elbow and remove his humerus. Remove his right humerus. You can see some of the lumpiness has visibly gone down in him. Perhaps he had too many bones, um, except now around the hips and dick where he doesn't have enough bones, but that's a separate problem. So someone's and you put it to one side. bones into Rolf. So we have removed his humerus. Okay, I toss the humerus to Dr. Bones to catch out of the air. <laughs> um I'm afraid you toss it, but Dr. Biscuits, being the professional they are, and wearing critically a mask, which would prevent them from um, oh, yeah. catching said, um, oh. just observes the bone scattering away on the floor. Oh. Can we remove his metatarsals and his phalanges? Um, sure, you do so. Nothing um, changes. He now has floppy feet. Yeah, yes, floppy feet we... to complement the floppy hips. Now he can't walk and he can't do much of that either, so it's fine. Uh... All right. So... Is femur a funny word? Should we remove that one? I, mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like humorous. We were we, we was uh, gotten by chance. Mm. What's he saying again in his um? What's he saying now? Yeah, uh, he's still raving over and over. The Home Secretary. In oh, fact, I'll do the voice. The Home Secretary has to be joking. That doesn't sound anything like Rolf Harris. <laughs> no, has to be joking. <laughs> the Home Secretary has to be joking. Oh. Is Sounds there a, a is there a humorous bone in his other arm? I suppose there is, actually. I didn't think about that. Yes, there is. Let's take it. Let's take yep, it. You have it. You harvest another humerus bone. And you have you have two humerus bones now. Uh, I, I've got half of mine to take the skull off, but... It's hard Let's to remove the skull. Just I, I think that would be malpractice. Um, I mean, okay. this is already in shady territory, <laughs> but um, my, my, my knee deposit would definitely be in danger. <laughs> oh, we could take his knees, his patellas. <laughs> Oh, oh I'm secretary. What if we took his femur? It looks like the sort of bone that a dog would. If that sort uh, of. I think it's something to do with what he's saying. The home secretary has. To, oh no, no, I don't. Home secretary has to be joking. Can we get another clue? Um, yeah, who's the home secretary? Oh. Patel. Oh, Patella. Let's get that out. Oh, nice. You whip out the Patella. Rolf now looks significantly less lumpy than he did at the beginning, particularly from the waist down, where you've removed <laughs> most of the major bones. And his raving stops. I've written well done here. <laughs> but I suppose it was the least you could do. Um, we should have just started at the bottom and worked up. <laughs> we probably would have done it first. <laughs> uh, yeah, you must, must as well. Um, so, Dr. Biscuits unmasks. Nod sagely the professional job you've done on the stitching and then sits in the corner of the room patiently, eyeing up the bones you've taken out and drooling. Okay, yeah, let's throw him a bone. You give the dog a bone. Dr. Biscuits barks happily four times and then sits there gnawing on Rolf's redacted patella uh, contentedly. 
four times. Four times. We've got a, we've got a rotary, a rotary dial number knob. lock on the metal panel. So okay. do, you think the, do you think the number is four? Yeah, let's give it a go. Okay. You walk out of the surgery and back into the examination room and turn the rotary lock around to four. Dogs can't remember long numbers. Success! The <laughs> oh. panel swings open. I'm so glad you didn't play around with that earlier. I was going to say, I feel like we should. Have, we could have strung on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just spun it around. Uh, the panel swings open to reveal the wall behind it, upon which are several rows of keys. Congratulations, you have found the wall keys! No sooner has your narrator uttered those words than a torrent of dogs smash through the door you came in by, all barking, peeing and pooing in mad excitement. You find yourselves swept up in their mad doggo enthusiasm and out of the door and the hospital and towards the nearest lamppost. You're almost enjoying yourselves when you notice a tiny angry wizard is riding a dashwood behind you and he's catching up. And congratulations, you have solved my puzzle. Well done, chaps. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Very good. And you've done it with. You get to keep your knees. T- I did get. Oh. oh. And you <laughs> get one of Rolf's knees. <laughs> yeah. You did it with three minutes to spare as well. Thank you very much, guys. As I. Because not, not my usual uh, level, sort of level of, of well thought outedness uh, for a puzzle, uh, sort of thrown together a little bit. But I think you did a lovely job on piecing out the ridiculous pun based logic. <laughs> in there so jolly jolly good show for oh, we got some massive Rolf Harris I mean it's a win-win isn't it yeah I was going to say it's, it's not yeah. someone you feel bad for really is it I remember I remember when the whole Jimmy Savile thing kicked off and it felt like every sort of presenter over a certain age and weight was getting kind of swept up in it and literally saying well there's one person you know who won't be dodgy and that's Rolf Harris and then I think a week later it was Rolf Harris <laughs> what so you're saying that you did it you cursed what? him somehow do I have that power? That would be amazing. I don't know. Pick someone else. Oh, pre- please pick pre- pre- Pretty Patel. <laughs> oh, man. I really hope Pretty Patel doesn't get eaten by angry bees. <laughs> Tune in next wait. time for live video footage. <laughs> oh, my God. Was it you, Michael, who knew someone whose parents had a Rolf Harris picture that they didn't want to take down? And they were very, you know, they used to tell everybody about this Rolf Harris painting that they had in their house. No, but I love the sound of it. No, no. Well, that was, yeah, that was a sad time for that family. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine having a painting of Rolf Harris in your house. That seems like a well, no, weird I think thing to have. It would I think be it was one a painting that paintings. he did. He was an artist, oh. wasn't he? <laughs> Sorry, I just imagined like a, a sort of a full sort of gilded portrait of Rolf Harris just sort of sitting <laughs> just over full the, size. Uh, the fireplace, <laughs> floor to ceiling, one to one. <laughs> Father of the house sitting there smoking a pipe. Yeah, it's time my kangaroo down sport. Yes, yeah. genius, bro. <laughs> Two little boys. <laughs> oh, that's taking a dark turn. <laughs> um, cool. Well, um, in which case, I shall I shall wrap us up. Um, unless anybody has any closing comments, just Jake the peg with the extra leg. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of more Rolf, Har- Rolf Harris references. Oh man, I should don't do that. Yeah, Didgeri don't do that. That's a good Didgeri don't take out my pelvis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he's getting home, really. <laughs> dragging himself forward. Well, not even on his arms now, because he had both his fumeruses. <laughs> he can use your knees. <laughs> oh, good. He's welcome to them. 
So thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever or whatever app you use to catch your podcasts. You can also get in touch with us via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you've enjoyed the episode and we really hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could please leave us a review on your review leaving website of choice. We love you lots and we'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.